0: Welcome to episode 99 of the Switch Mania Play We're back!
1: People may have thought we were dead, but we're back!
0: Oh my goodness. Back? <laughs> yes. And it's
1: here. been a minute. It's been a minute <laughs> since our last episode. Uh, oh. We. I want to thank all our patient listeners as Jeff kills himself over there uh, <laughs> for uh, for sticking with us we've we've had a very very busy month of October and a very busy month of November thus far uh, so I do apologize for the uh, bit of a delay
0: well, um, and but... so listeners have had a few um, panels that we've done so we've hit up a yes. bunch of conventions um, I know recently we just uploaded the Too Many Games one finally um, before mm-hmm. that was SDGE. I still have one from some um, Fried Retro Gaming Expo that we can upload as well um, that we haven't. So there's there's a few panels that we've kept pe- people's thirsts quenched for our beautiful, beautiful voices. <laughs> and, and our triumphant return. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the thing is, though, things aren't going to get any less busy because oh, Series man. 3 is announced and well underway, man. <laughs> well, you know, the last time,
1: at least it was you and I, uh, we couldn't discuss Series 3. So we were kind of like hinting and we wanted to talk about it. We couldn't. And now the lid's been blown open. We can actually talk about stuff. Oh,
0: stuff's crazy. I mean, I've been knee deep in production Um, Honestly, this weekend and this last week was getting all of the final touches done on the website, which is currently completely updated, ready for the launch. Um, We're launching, you know, 16 November 2021 for Series 3, um, just to put things into context for future listeners.
1: At noon, noon Eastern.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're shooting for noon Eastern time. I should be fine. Um, And, yeah, so that's, you know, we're shooting for that, and we're recording this a few days prior, but everything seems to look good we got artists getting in art pieces last minute it was it was chaos this last week it's looks ridiculous though like even from our our series direct series three direct that we did the premium direct to now the um like for example the games now have updated cards that look amazing
1: oh i can't wait to see them yeah we've, we've teased some of the artwork um
0: and I, mean, I, think- I mean, it's something as simple as the soundtrack for Cathedral um, has new artwork that the developer did. And they're all like listening to music, all the characters and bosses from the game. And it's ridiculous. Like all the bosses are in a band. It looks awesome. <laughs> and I don't even know if you guys have seen it. It's on the website, though, Barry. So you can check it out, actually. <laughs> but it's there. Um, but yeah, when he sent me that, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be freaking cool.
1: And oh, that is amazing. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yet. because
0: I, I ironically had to tell Eric, the you know developer of Cathedral, I'm like, oh, no, 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 um, our marketing guys, which is Stadium Frank and, and Jay Pizzle, um, they posted the old CD <laughs> on social media. Oh. I love the fact that...
1: I was like, where's the eye? And then I realized, oh, it's the drum. That's fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, it's just so good. And you get to see some of the other bosses that most people haven't gotten to yet. Um, fortunately, mm-hmm. with our awesome challenge card, it's called the Gatekeeper. And it's a Gatekeeper for a reason, because once you get our challenge card for Cathedral, once you beat our challenge, it the game opens up. That's, like, what I call the... Um, the gatekeeper. That's literally like the the turning point in the game where it goes from being you're learning it to like now you're just having some fun with Cathedral. Oh yeah,
1: I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, we'll 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 save more of the the deep dive into Cathedral for, for, for a episode. specific episode, yeah. uh, which we will be doing. Um, and, but and yeah,
0: outside of Cathedral, um, with the series three, we announced uh, one that we've been wanting to talk about for freaking ever. And it's Phenotopia Awakening. Oh my god, like that is a game. Where none of us understand how it's number one, it doesn't already have a physical. And number two, how nobody has really heard of it. Like I, that's what we've constantly seen is like people are like, oh my God, like where did this come from? Like it's on the eShop. <laughs> like, like we don't know. Um, <laughs> like we played it, fell in love with it. Um to put things into perspective, Barry, your um your turning point, your turning moment. Is I think where you about rage quit at? Because I did talk with Quang, the developer, and he mm-hmm. said the tower mm-hmm. is your. Once you get past that, that's your hump. That is the peak of difficulty in Phenotopia. And how many hours in are you with that? Parent? Oh, uh, I am like confused. fifteen hours in. So like ten to fifteen hours into this giant game, um, I'm I'm uh, aware that that's barely the hat, not even the halfway point. And it's insane that it's like a like I, I think if you can rush through it speed running, you know where everything's at, it's gonna take you like thirty to forty hours. And we don't know what uh, anything
1: is. He told me like eight hours was like the, the record or something.
0: Yeah, he's definitely underestimating. I think it's a it's a thirty to forty hour game. Um if you yes. wanna just mess around. It's so big. It's so awesome. I had to restart, by the way. Um, because I'm working on the the manual right now. And it's um I, I got to a point where I didn't know where to go, so I was like, oh, let me restart. So I restarted the game. I was only three, four hours in at the time, so I, I restarted so I could um, play through. So I, that's what I was doing on the last Veterans Days. I was sitting there, took my daughter to Urban Air, and I was playing Phenotopia, um, going through and beating that first dungeon again, remembering things. Super fun.
1: <laughs> The one thing I say, and I've told this to people, to show how few people sadly know about this game, uh, because I, I revealed this to, to you and JP in one of our calls, is when I went to go back to playing it, after, after I initially played it and said, yeah, we we're going to sign this game, uh, when I went back to it to really play when I put that 15 hours in, <clears throat> when I booted it up, there was our logo. It was just there. <laughs> uh, over a month before we announced it, it was like September. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, our logo is there. If anyone plays this game, the the whole secret, this whole surprise, is going to be ruined. And not a single person has mentioned there's premium's logo, and that's that's sad because. Where was our logo at there?
0: Because it's not on my copy
1: oh it's really it's it was run during the opening where it says uh cape cosmic and Phoenix premium edition were on the same screen oh really yeah because mine does not say that
0: still and i there's no update available so it's interesting that's weird because mine certainly does <laughs> hmm. maybe i have a different region or something when we got the initial codes that could be maybe yeah, because I don't know what region I have. <clears throat> I, I, I could take a video right now and show you what it is. Oh, looks no, like. you're good. I trust <laughs> you. I trust you. And it'll be on the cartridge, which is the best part. Yes. But, um, but yeah, like I I definitely don't have it. Mine doesn't say premium on it. So maybe it's just one region, the region that you have. Um,
1: uh, I believe I have the American. Yeah. North
0: American. I, I mean, because the thing is, is when we're testing games a little bit behind the curtain, uh, when we get games sent, sometimes they don't send us the US one and the Switch is not region locked, so we can play whatever. So. Uh, I have US, European, Australian, and Japanese accounts uh, Mm -hmm. for Nintendo accounts. And so if they send us an Australian copy, which typically they they said, like developers will say, oh yeah, we have a lot less people in Australia testing the game, so we have extra copies of the codes, then I have an Australian copy or something weird. So maybe my phenotopia is European or Japanese or who knows. I don't know. That's interesting. But all I know is when I saw
1: it there, I was shocked and then I, I booted up my demons tier that I have digitally and my robot and robot did not show the logo, but demons tier digitally did show.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So. They, um, they should have uploaded or, or updated robot name fight at this point to where it has. It, it. probably did. That was a couple yeah. ago. Yeah. Cause, um, when you first put in our cartridge, JP was really worried because it, um, it didn't load, uh, the digital copy. After he put in our physical copy, because the physical copy has a higher version than the digital copy, and it it wanted to download the digital copy that didn't exist, because um, you know they Matt did not upload the patch yet, like he didn't make it live he had it there, he just didn't make it live yet so he's like, oh don't worry, once people get the cartridge it'll be uploaded in live so it should be good now, I haven't actually tested it because I've been knee deep after we did our, our massive playthrough of Cathedral, um, I was knee deep and I, I played some of our game of the episode, which we're talking about Metroid Dread um, but then I pl- I've been playing Phenotopia now um, which I had to put a pause on Dread, and we'll, I'll tell you why later when we talk about it. Yeah. So I mean, is, there's phen- one other game though. Yeah, and and I mean, just Phenotopia though, like that is just such a, a Cathedral's a hidden gem. Phenotopia is a super hidden gem. Oh yes. And like the fact that we had to convince the developer on how much we loved his game should spe- will will speak, you know, like miles for how amazing the game is, and then we read his blog that he posted mm-hmm. and how people like turned him down and stuff from Ooh. other physical companies turned him down because of sales. I'm like like the games speak for themselves. Like if we think a game is awesome, like and we're going to sign the game, it could have two sales on digital, it doesn't matter to us. Like the game's awesome. Like it's absolutely.
1: It's a hidden gem like in utopia. They the, all our games are absolutely worth your money and mm-hmm. it's it's just one of those things where when I played this, I was shocked so shocked that this did not have a physical because this is the type of thing where you know i would jump all over it uh and just just imagine
0: like this is a zelda 2 style aesthetics but literally breath of the wild style came in zelda 2 without breaking weapons without breaking weapons and with the whole giant lore like the lore in the game, the story. There's two CD, it's a two CD soundtrack, there's just so much music. Like, it is insane. It was to the point where I only put five hours into it. I'm like, Oh yeah, so there's a whole desert aesthetic. We should make that on the cover. He's like, he's like, dude, there's like 30s, 40, you're not you're not even ten percent into the game. Like there's so many different <laughs> like areas. Like there's not just desert. And I'm like, oh my god, I haven't even scratched the surface. It was oh, yeah, desert's just the second area. Yeah. Exactly. It's just the second area. Like it's the first part is a lush forest anyway, with like Mayan ruins and stuff. It's so cool. Oh, it's, it's a massive game. <laughs> it's Dude. so massive. It's a treat. And like, there are people super excited for that one. I've seen more people commenting because people knew about cathedral. So now it's like it. being is getting all the, the new mentions and people are still crazy about cathedral. Cathedral's is amazing. So, Like, Cathedral's in my top five, by the way. I think people are just... Like, a lot of people who saw our Series
1: 2 direct, they've been hounding us for Cathedral. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might have even forgotten about Cathedral because they were so focused on Robot and Demons Mm here. And now they're they're re rejuvenated that energy for cathedral and then there's a ton of people that have just discovered us so when they're watching the series three direct uh, that was the first time they were even seeing cathedral well, and we
0: sweetened the pot with the hand-drawn game guide oh, by phil summers so and he's doing a hand-drawn game guide because it was interesting because limited run posted something with the nes game and he said oh it's a hand-drawn game guide and i asked phil i'm like hey so because he mentioned there was an nes game that hit him up he didn't know who it was that was doing it. I guess limited runs doing it. He's like, dude, I'm just doing the poster. I'm not doing a guide. Like you bro, I'm doing a guide for a cathedral. He's like, this is nowhere near. Like, he's like, I'm doing a front and maybe the back of a poster. <laughs> I was like, Oh, cool. Um, I was like, well, here's the thing. Cool. Definitely get your brand out there, because if you remember, he did for the listeners. He did the Legend of Zelda. He did a Ninja Gaiden guide. He also was took the Metroid guide to Kickstarter, and Nintendo, um, you know, flagged it, and he took it down just to be safe. Um, he could have, you know, made it within fair use, but he decided just to not chance it. And I'm like, hey, I reached out to him because I was already talking with him about doing his books. And I was just like, hey, uh, do you want to do, you know, a, a mini guide for us? Because it has to fit inside of our, our retro edition. But then if you want to do a full hand-drawn guide for yourself, like to, to publish yourself and do it your own way um, for Cathedral, then yeah, we would love to have you. So he was super excited uh, to, to get on board. And now he's like, he's like, man, this is going to be way bigger. Like he's doing like an intro for us. That's it. <sighs> Yeah,
1: Cathedral's huge. Cathedral's <laughs> like 40 hours, too. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: such a good game, though. Man.
1: Uh, seriously, just has me so excited.
0: <laughs> and, and then you alluded to it. There's a third yeah, game, Barry. There's a third game. This was our big
1: surprise. We, we teased it. You know, everyone wanted that one more thing. Uh, you know, when when I wrote the script for the, the direct with the, the button... Uh, and I was like, oh, you know, people, the idea was to get people really involved and interested and, and just, just be a part of the show. And, and, you know, that's why we referenced the comments and all that. And it, I'm so glad people were like, yeah, push the button, push the button, because that's what I was hoping for. Uh, <laughs> and then when we did that, we we did it in a sense that everyone was most likely expecting this is going to be your tease for Series 4. Mm-hmm. And And I was drinking
0: the- margaritas at a... Um, at a Mexican restaurant with my sister and cousin Kyle because I was on the way to Midwest Gaming Classic and I was watching the comments I wasn't even listening to the because I already watched the video so I was just yeah. watching the comments and, and like like oh my god they're saying exactly what Barry thought
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what's, what's interesting is if you actually listen to the dialogue you know, we're saying we're not going to do the same thing. We're not. We're telling JP, Jeff, and I, we're not going to do the same thing that we've done before. Yep. And a lot of people may not have realized that we were telling the truth because we weren't just teasing a Series 4 game. We were okay. actually teasing a Series 3 game, yep. uh, which is different than what we did before. And that, of course, was Mighty Fight Federation. And we got to tease it in such a cool way where we, we got to, you know, do like a fake out <laughs> which mm-hmm. I think I don't think a lot of people saw coming, and then we got a second fake out after that. And I'll tell you when when I get to see people watch that live, because you know when you when you show yes. something you've already seen, you're not always watching the screen. You're sometimes watching people's reactions, and to see people get that double fake out um, because you get the, you get the fake out with the fact that it's series four, but then you get you got the interruption with the Kunio Kun trailer and then the fake out with the bloodstained right after that. And mm-hmm. then of course the, the series three, like watching well, people's faces. And, like, and, <laughs> I will,
0: and I will tell you like, cause you're alluding to like retro world expo. You showed it off. Yes. I showed it off at Midwest gaming classic live and I did commentary over it with another uh, hair of the dog cast. It's an awesome ass beer and gaming podcast. One of their members, Dylan was on and we were sitting there live at the panel, like, captive audience, like a hundred people, like because we were also at the food court, so there were people eating. Um and like number one, like we were doing the commentary talking about the fighting game. Everyone was like, oh my God, this game looks like Power Stone. They're going crazy. And I'm like, and then when I got interrupted and then they saw Kunyoku Kun, they're like, oh my God. They were freaking out. <laughs> and then when Miriam hit, Jaws dropped. You could see the Jaws dropped in the audience and they're like, oh my God. Like and I didn't realize, you know, how much of an influence, you know, Bloodstained and Egovania and all that had. But, like, it just took things through the roof for the entire, you know, um, the entire series. But to me, like, even Toe Jim and Earl is, like, a dream come true. Because my yeah. cousin Kylan, I used to play Toe Jim and Earl at his parents' cottage on in the summers. And we, like, literally just playing, going down the elevators. And doom, 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 doom. like we're just dancing around and stuff like it was like craziness and like to have that part of it and then the tie to ukulele and you know having all those different awesome franchises is amazing and not to mention the game is ridiculously fun with the combos and the modes and the unlockables and like dude well, don't forget
1: it also has cross play with Steam, PS4, and Xbox One. Yeah, and it's got like the with the, the net coding mm-hmm. for, uh, for online play. Like, it's just
0: it's done. And well. we only had like one concern when we tested the game, and the developers we've been talking with them. They're like, "Oh yeah, we can fix that."
1: <laughs> We're like, yeah, "Whoa, they're, cool!" They're, they're, they're no guarantee, but they're they are working on it.
0: They're working on uh, fixing <laughs> our, our concern,
1: which so is great. Uh, Amazing. I, I think I think that. And it's, it's very different than the stuff we put out before, which is great because we we're, we don't want to just be, oh, we're only going to do one type of game. We want people to know that we are open to any game that's amazing. Barry, we
0: started with a hockey game. <laughs> like, like there's no there's yes, nothing's okay. off limits for but us. Well, what I'm saying is outside
1: of hockey, you know, well, Super Blood Hockey, a lot of their games have had more of a similar aesthetic or Metroidvania adventure style games. And now it's like, here's a... He has a fighting game and even even uh, Super Blood Hockey had like an 8-bit you know NES aesthetic this doesn't this is full 3D miles in fact this is this uh, is
0: our first non-pixelated game actually
1: yeah, this is when I was talking with the developer. He was talking about uh, Toe, Jam and Earl specifically, that the last time that they were in 3D was Toe, Gem, and Earl 3 on the Xbox. So they actually had to make those models from scratch. They had nothing to work with, and, which is really cool, and I never thought about it. Like, yeah, it's been a while. Because <laughs> <Next laughs> back in since the groove
0: that, is like, like, like cartoon.
1: Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Drawn art, yeah. So they had to do a whole new style for Toe, Jam and Earl, and they, they nailed it as far as I'm concerned. But That's the reaction awesome. has just been amazing to see this and to to be able to include this as part
0: of our series three just it sweetens the pot so and of course interestingly let's let's pull back the um the curtain we always talked about going slow as a company yes um we were talking about our one game a quarter for the first you know the first few series and all that and you know of course we're going to evolve as a company but what we don't want to lose is our feel when we do a release it has to have premium feel And so, for in order for us to justify doing a third game, which the opportunity of Mighty Federation came up, and we're like, yeah, we we absolutely want to, you know, be a part of. We want that to be a part of series three. Um, We brought on another designer, and he's like a crazy, like whirlwind. I post like tornado pictures to him whenever he sends me his crazy messages. Um, But like, he's keeping his full identity a little bit of a secret because like he's goes pretty deep in the communities. But he's a pro. And he's awesome. And having an extra person in there is going to hit every aesthetic. He's had the idea of doing the, the Mighty Final Fight-inspired retro box. Super cool. Um, and then he's doing the, the Power Stone aesthetics for um, the CD soundtrack for Mighty Fight Federation. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks um, like... yeah and i know we call him his name is clarence but that's about all we can we can say for without going deeper but he has he has a lot of ties with a lot of stuff he's super cool he's a pro um and like the stuff that he's doing is is awesome but what it does is it allows us to do the same quality and get the games out the same way because you know we haven't recorded in a while With series two like we when did we do our pre-orders for series two June fifteenth to July fifteenth. Like so, July fifteenth is when we stopped pre-orders, and like three months later, we were shipping the 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 yeah. uh, standards. And then now, I mean, we can say that the retros are shipping. Like they're they're they have the steel bucks for a robot named Fight. We have it confirmed, so they're gonna they have to package it up. You know, put it on in a nice little package, and they, so another. This is like a week or two. We'll be shipping. Like, yeah, we're I we're mean,
1: planning by the end of the month.
0: Yeah, because there's like you know we have a whole Manning crisis across the country in the United States right now so things that would have been like oh yeah like next week we'll be shipping now is like the next week or two because um, it really depends on their manning over at the packaging facility and you know as we've mentioned before we have to use a Nintendo authorized packaging facility um, but they are they should be getting scheduled for, for that and they'll be shipping like fast Um oddly fast which is we can't even keep up with uh, tracking honestly so yeah it's a good problem to have but like everybody should be getting their stuff and so that means that during the series 3 pre-orders everybody should be getting their series 2 retro editions um Mm -hmm. the guides they take forever I mean everybody knows this Um, I've been doing the QAQC with the printer on the guides there is a one Nintendo actually approved everything except for they wanted one line of copyright text which it didn't require for the first one but they asked for it for this one So I added it to it, and that's the only thing that needed to be added. Otherwise, um, I should be getting a mock-up of the Robot Named Fight Deluxe Guide soon, which means it'll get into printing and take forever to come to us, because freight shipping is also hitting the manning crisis. Kind of what we dealt with at the ports with Series 1 with the Pigeon Mm Dev Guide, where it just sat there forever, like lost and in, in the sauce and just because they don't have manning but um that's real world stuff that affects a company versus um our standards are going to come out like our standard premium editions will, will be coming out like within like three months that's always our goal which is crazy
1: to think that you know in three months or in four months really we'll have you know seven games out in people's hands.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so so what we're trying to come back right now is something called the, um, the Asian New Year, the Chinese New Year. Um, so like anything that gets printed over in China, any piece of it would be a halt. Um, so if we're just getting one little thing printed over there, um, it would, there would be a halt in like January. So the goal is to get everything ordered like right after the pre-order window so everything's in production, gets done, so it's in shipping before that New Year's hits. Um, that way, it all comes to us to get packaged because America won't be in the new year. <laughs> America. Um, we won't be in the new year. We'll be beyond the holidays. And then, so that way, we're kind of like working around it while still getting stuff out. So, hopefully, you know, as all good plans come, it'll probably, there'll be some kind of chaos. But <laughs> right now, I mean, hell, we have uh, with Demon's Tier Plus, we had to mail a separate um, insert because there was a, yep. a they put they printed T for teen with an extra bonus layer on there on all the, the uh, retail inserts, which that's what happened, Barry. By the way, like I had the right um, the right rating on there. It's just there was two layers, and it just printed the T one instead of the E one. Uh. Now when I resubmitted it, I deleted that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the heck!" I was so mad. You know what's
1: interesting though, like people people found that story fascinating at Retro World when we were talking to them. And what I've seen some people do is they're taking that extra inlay and they're just like framing the reverse cover
0: because like the inlay artwork is. Mean, it's that's beautiful. Literally, the art that we had commissioned on wooden canvas. Yeah, it's Justin Sebolt's amazing art, and like it's so cool. And I- I've seen people doing that, and I'm like, "Hey, that's cool to me. Um, maybe." You- you you put that one in in the game and take the T fourteen and frame it, but you know, I'm not gonna judge people. Can't force them <laughs> to do whatever. I just had to make sure because the the key is though is that we had to reprint it all and do it. Otherwise, you know, if we knowingly do something like that, the ESRB will find you. Like so, we gotta we I, we take everything seriously. Um, so we fixed it. We send it out and we made sure that. So if anybody doesn't get the E ten insert, let us know because if like for example. Uh, when we're shipping, if it doesn't get inserted into the box, let us know and we will get you one because you should have one. Like they're not there's as many copies of the inserts as there are copies of the game. <laughs> so it's not a rarity thing. It's not a you know, it's not a variant. It's literally part of the release. So your release yeah. is not complete unless you have both, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 error cover and the
1: and the, and the thing is, it's it's an error cover, but everyone gets the error cover, so it's not a rare error cover or anything mm-hmm. like that. Nope. Don't let someone say, oh, this is a rare misprint, and it's worth hundreds of dollars. No, it's not. It's Everyone has that misprint. <laughs> All
0: copies should be shipped with it, and if they're not, then let us know. If you get one at a convention, and somehow you didn't get one, then let us know. We'll mail it to you. Um, not an issue. Like We just got to make sure it's good. But yeah, it's the thing is, though, is it's human, human error, right? And that was literally... Uh, when it was printed at the printer, somehow that got printed, even though I looked at all the all the different proofs and they were correct. So whatever,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it just proves that we're human, right?
0: Exactly, and I mean we're making subtle changes to every series. Um, so uh, CGC was at too many games. Um, talking with us. And CGC has a chief grader who's been, you know, part of the community. I've known him for a long time. He's been seller at conventions, and now he's going to work for, you know, CGC grading games. And he called us the working designs of the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, it's like, I mentioned it at the panel of Too Many Games. I mentioned it, you know, throughout the other conventions we went to, like, Midwest. I'm like, that's actually a double double-sided axe because now we got to live up to that if we're if we're called signs, that's a huge huge compliment but now we have lofty goals to live up to so um we're about to be uh increasing the amount of care and insanity so um people that got the demons tier and robot name fight manuals will notice that there's some foil inlays in there um so, we're going to be adding foil and some higher quality to some extra aspects of Series 3. So, hopefully everybody notices and enjoys them because that's a it'll be fun. It won't be on every single aspect of every single release because it has to fit the aesthetics of the game. So, I can't say like, well, every retro box is going to have it because if the retro box doesn't fit, you know, that style, then it won't necessarily have foil on it or something. But I do um think that the premium edition logo on all of our inserts needs to be foiled from now on though yeah i'm agree with that Mm-hmm. yep and so that'll be super cool um and that'll be one piece we'll do of course i want to keep the instruction manuals but i think the manual that is create that was the manual front that was created by the developers by the way for um phenotopia i think that it doesn't make sense to foil that one because it's no. just it doesn't it doesn't meet the aesthetics. so again it'll it'll really be a judgment call based on if it you know makes sense but if i could foil every piece of everything we would and <laughs> um but the um the cathedral one's gonna be ridiculous man like because all that white that's on that manual is gonna be foil and i did that on purpose that uh, that looks
1: amazing like just when i first saw the series two manuals in person i was like oh my god this looks crazy and now, like, when when I saw the cathedral with all the white, I was like, oh, that's going to look cool. And when you're like, oh, that's foil, it, like, blew
0: my mind. He's I was like, like oh, I can't wait for people to see this. <laughs> I can't wait to see it, like, when it's done. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, too, is that a lot of this stuff, when we're in the developmental phase and the production phase, like it's all ideas so like even when it came to the the challenge patches like nobody outside of me knew exactly what that was going to look like because like i had the ideas and then i got them and i'm like oh yeah this is amazing and now it's like everybody has them and it's like the next coolest thing out there in physical collecting and it's the same thing when we're doing these crazy neo geo boxes and when people started getting them i'm like okay so now because we were thinking about changing it to like a, a high quality box or something in, for series two, and I'm like, nope, it has to be the Neo Geo box. Looks too cool. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I
1: just I just want to see where, like like some of the stuff going forward. What kind of crazy stuff you come up with? Because wow. it's gonna be amazing.
0: Well, I mean, I think our our true testament of insanity is gonna be the Sunshine Anthology, because. Oh, yeah. Um, we're anticipating, hopefully, praying for a Series 4 with that one. It'll be Series whenever it's ready. But we're hoping it's ready for Series 4 because that'd be perfect. Because then everybody would get all the pieces by, by Halloween. Because we're doing a, a uh, strategy guide. That's where people were, like saying, oh, you're not doing deluxe for Series 3. Well, it's because I got to work on a strategy guide for Sunshine Anthologies. Two games. Um, and... Like that one, I'm going to be going crazy because I'm a big horror movie, scary movie fan. And we're going to be doing all of the things with that release. Like, we're already doing a VHS box for the Kickstarter backers. Um, I'm tempted because we already have an awesome Sunshine Manor piece, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about commissioning Graham Humphreys to do Camp Sunshine as well. That would be so cool. Because we're that. doing a double sided slipcase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so we're gonna have and one side's gonna be his manor and the other side's gonna be that be camp because that is the the variant the Kickstarter variant insert for the game.
1: The uh I at at Retro World Expo, so many people were pointing to his artwork for Sunshine Manor, like what game is that? I want it. And it's like, well, that's Sunshine Banner, which goes with Camp Sunshine, which we also had in our banner. I said, and that's out now on Steam. And all we're waiting for is it being ported to the Switch, which is in the process right now. And then we yep. can go ahead and make it. And so many people want that game. I'm happy that we were able to show that off again in the direct as well with an update uh, directly from from Paul. Uh, I think that that helps because people ask us about it all the time. and it's it, We can't do anything until it's ported onto the Switch.
0: Uh, so we're we're at the mercy of them. <laughs> and while we haven't uh, played it yet, at least I mean I have a copy on Steam because I was a, you know, from the Kickstarter. But um, there's a rumor that we all get killed in it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah that that is something that um, Paul was was eager to share. That that JP Jeff and myself we're all dead in Sunshine Manor. <laughs> And you could find our dead bodies somewhere in the game. I don't know where. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're we're
0: dead. (laughs) And, And my thing is, though, is that I stick to my guns when it's like, when it's series three... I'm playing series three stuff. That's so why it was Cathedral yep. and now Phenotopia. And like, I want to go back and play more robot named fight. Honestly, <laughs> like I love that damn game. <laughs> I want to play more demons dear, <laughs> but i am like, now I need to play Phenotopia. Cause there's so many hours I need to put into it. So that's my focus. And then because I'm not designing mighty fight, I'm not going to be uh, going ham with it, but I do, do need to put in a good, you know, I need to beat the game a few times over just for the episode that we're going to do on it. Yeah, so we're going to do an episode on it. As yeah, well, so, so I got to play the heck out of it because I've already, you know, play. I put in already a bunch of hours because before we sign any game, we're all playing that, playing it a ton, but we're not hundred percent in it until later. So, but it's funny. It's like we don't really have time to play games, but um, I play premium stuff. That's all I play. It's great. It's actually a. <laughs> bad problem though because i'm looking at stacks of games that i've gotten that i haven't even put away let alone played and it's like i'm looking at games i'm like yeah this backlog 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 all of it including our game of the episode
1: yeah so speaking of game of the episode uh should we should we actually talk about the game
0: Let's talk about Dread, Metroid Dread, yes. So, th- if anything is going to pull me away from what we're actually releasing, it is absolutely a first party Nintendo title, not to mention Metroid 5, like, Metroid Dread, oh my goodness, and um, this is going to be like a partial spoiler but we really can only cover up to what i've gotten to barry can't cover the whole game because i know you've i know you've beaten you probably 100% of it so Mm -hmm. um but i've um only gotten to a certain point so i'll lay the wallpaper and then we'll uh we'll talk about how i did and then you can kind of tiptoe around it to try not spoil anything (laughs) from the lore um (laughs) yeah um so, Metroid Dread is an action adventure game, aka Metroidvania, uh, developed by Mercury Steam and Nintendo EPD. Uh, Mercury Steam also did that awesome Samus Returns remake, right? Um, yep. So, yeah. You control the bounty hunter Samus Aaron as she investigates the source of a mysterious transmission on the planet ZDR, or as in Europe, they would say ZDR. Um, It retains the side-scrolling gameplay of the previous 2D Metroid games and incorporates stealth elements. Um, And basically, Dread was conceived back in the DS era, believe it or not, and it was canceled to technical limitations. Um, However, um, the the industry uh, expressed a lot of interest in it, and um, that was one of their most wanted titles forever, so Nintendo does listen to its fans. um, And... Really, interestingly enough, the Metroid producer Yoshio Sakamoto appointed Mercury Steam to develop Dread, which was the first original side-scrolling Metroid game since Fusion in 2002. So we almost had to wait 20 years for a new Metroid game. Ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Um, A new 2D Metroid game.
0: Yeah. And so, um, it does retain its side-scrolling gameplay elements. The game's freaking huge, by the way. Um, and it has a free aim along with melee attacks, um, that were added with Samus Returns. Um, you explore and discover new items and weapons, of course, to get into new areas. And they're really, really good about dangling the carrot of items that you can see but can't get to. Um... Yes, I alluded to the stealth elements. Um, that is added to sections where there are these EMMI robots, Emmy robots, um, in certain areas where literally they insta kill you unless you do the the timed um, melee, you know, attack. But the, the key, counter. the key is with that counter is that there's a bunch of different timings, so it makes it very difficult, and they make the margins so uh, difficult to do that it takes a long time to get used to it. Um, there's a phantom cloak that you can use to cam- s- camouflage yourself but the issue is that it slows your movement and your jumps so it's a risk first reward mentality and if the emmy runs into you it still um, kills you so um, so essentially um, you can only destroy these robots after you fight this, I call them the mother brains, they're little mini mother brains you kill them and then you get this omega blaster upgrade um, that you uh, get to-, to destroy the emmy and then you get a new upgrade so it's a pretty cool way of getting an upgrade. You also get upgrades naturally throughout the game as well. Classic Chozo statues. And there's a whole lore with the Chozo. Um, you actually get to meet them in this game and, and all that too. Um, and so very, very ridiculous. Um, now, I will tell you how far I got, Barry. Okay. So, um, and why I stopped playing. Now, besides for that, we went to conventions and I had needed to start Phenotopia Awakening. Um, because that's the reality. But, um, I, I played through the game, played it a while, and then I had to go back to it after I took a pause to play some cathedral, some more cathedral, um, and then played it some more, and I ended up getting off the beaten path to do a specialty jump to unlock, uh, the bombs early, and I went to Kraid and did the, the, the seeker way of killing him with the bombs. Oh, Nice. The issue with that... And so I got the bombs, and I got... There was another item that I got as well. Because um, you get two different things that you can get that let you sequence, break, and kill Kraid with one hit once you get to the second form.
1: Wasn't it the Space Jump? Space Jump, I think it was.
0: I think it was the Space Jump. Um, I haven't played it since since I did this. Um, but the issue is, is that Metroid Dread has this gatekeeping thing where... You will go through the game and then something goes behind you and you can't go back. So it literally yes. corridors you off to make sure you progress in a specific way that allows you to naturally kind of be guided down. So it's not really as open world as it would seem. However, once you secrets break, I have two items that I'm not supposed to have at that point. So I don't know where to go. and so I like I started wandering I'm like where the hell do I go because it's no longer holding my hand like it was the rest of the game because I literally thought I was going to wander and get lost and I kept making progress I kept making progress kept making progress and now I'm to the point where it's like well now where do I go because in order to get these extra pieces I went off the beaten path and now uh lots more stuff is open for me than it should be and so, I think I'm going to have trouble. I might have to actually watch a video um, after Craig to see what they do just to, to make progress. Oh, my. Yeah, because I don't know where the hell I am. Like, it's it's insane. I was just wandering around for like an hour. I don't know where to go. So, um, that's why I stopped playing. Um, the game's amazing, though. Um, absolutely a great um, continuation, and from what I'm tracking and ending to the original uh, games. Um, but obviously I haven't even gotten to, cause I know there's Chozo's and you meet, there's like a good and a bad Chozo and all that. Cause I've seen like lore videos that were like short ones that didn't spoil a lot. And, um, like the completionist, um, he doesn't spoil much. And so I know there's that there. I haven't even gotten to that yet. So I, I got a lot to go, I think.
1: Yeah, you, you do. The game is quite massive and Kraid is really early on. In the in the story. I mean, maybe
0: So cool. The first twenty five percent of the game. Really? Yeah. So I'm at least I'm in the first twenty five percent. That's cool. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing is is that realistically, like, I hope I don't get into like I did with Phenotopia where I'm gonna have to restart the game um once I go back to it. That's where, like, luckily, unlike Phenotopia, which doesn't have a ton of playthroughs, um, there's gonna be a million playthroughs of dread. So I probably could just watch a video and get caught up. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm.
1: You just might have to do some backtracking. Like, if you say, what do you go at the crate? Oh, we go here. You probably have already went there because of your sequence breaking. So you just just follow through again, like go
0: back there. Well, exactly. And if I hadn't played it in a while, it won't be a big deal to play it again. Um, We'll see. as I mean, I should be able to also get a few extra pieces that are sitting off the beaten path, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Extra upgrades. Yeah. That's really interesting, though. I love it. It's. I mean, I love Metroid, though. Metroidvanias. I mean, we're signing Metroidvania games like <laughs> crazy. Ironically, you're alluding to it earlier, but in reality, like at this point, half of if we cut off before Mighty Fight Federation through our first six games, we'll have sick three Metroidvanias and three not Metroidvanias. So it's like fifty percent of our games are Metroidvania. That's true. Yeah, because we got Robot Name Fight. You got Cathedral and Phenotopia, technically, even though it's.
1: I'd say Phenotopia is more adventure than Metroidvania. Way more,
0: way more adventure. Way more adventure. Yeah, so really only two then, see? so we're good. two. Yeah, because Demon's is not a Metroidvania. It's a Goblin no. style. And the other four games that we signed with uh, Pigeon Death, those aren't. None of those are. No, none of those are Metroidvania. We, we count those individually, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> in reality, we do. They are four yeah. unique releases that we have preserved. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so. But we love the Metroidvania genre here at uh, at Switch Mania Playcast. I tell you that much. <laughs> Absolutely. Well.
1: So tell alluded, us, Barry. <laughs> you did allude to what I did. I did beat it, and I did a hundred percent. I know, The item collection. <laughs> um, I did not go through multiple playthroughs to get all the different art at the end and do yeah. the speed runs and hard mode. Or I didn't do any of that. I, you know, going into the game, I've been starving for a new Metroid. Uh, and this delivered on every, uh, level that I wanted. Awesome. And I wasn't sure if I was going to hundred percent it. I was like, let me go through and see. And cause you know, there's a lot of backtracking involved and I'm <laughs> like circles around this damn game. I keep getting lost. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I went through and was, by the time I got to the end, I was, and there were certainly bosses that kicked my butt. Like there were times where I was like, am I even going to be able to beat this game? And it took like, you know, maybe five, six, ten tries to beat a boss. But yeah. when I did, I felt like so accomplished. I'm like, all right, cool, we're we're going, to, we're doing this. And then when I got to the final boss, I tried him twice. I didn't beat him. I was like, you know what? I'm going back. I'm doing this. So I decided to do 100%. And I'll tell you, bosses are tough, but some of those Shine Spark puzzles are far tougher. Like one of them took me an hour to do. Jeez. And it, it was just because, and I realized what was the wrong with it. It was because I kept uh, screw-attacking instead of doing the Shine Spark, and I found the solution for me was to let go of the analog stick with my left hand and just hold down B, because I was trying to do everything so quickly that I was pushing a direction and B at the same time, so the game oh, took it, a, it was, as a screw-attack. yeah. So I was like, oh, no, why? I just
0: wasted it. Now i got to go back and start again. So that helped. me. I mean, and and here's the thing. So everybody that's criticizing how hard Cathedral is, like, I would say that you probably also repeated a lot of the Cathedral bosses about the same amount oh. as you're repeating the oh, Metroid.
1: Oh. oh yeah, absolutely. In fact, there was one boss in Cathedral that I actually left and said, "Screw it," and explored another whole section of the map, and then came back and beat it after. Mm-hmm. But that's that's Metroid. You can't really do that. Metroid. When you get to a boss, you have to fight that boss. Like, it's it's a it's the most like open-ended linear game. Like they really do like the
0: sequ- sequence breaks, breaks, but they do kind of hold your hand. Like no, they they are directly. I only did you. that sequence break because I knew about it though, because it was spoiled. <laughs> so that's where I'm like, I can't not sequence break it. But then it's like, damn, now the hand-holding they've done is is no longer a thing, yeah, and I don't do, know what to do.
1: <laughs> they do the whole game. They will direct you. Um, show and then me
0: nintendo show me
1: it's it's really the open-endedness <laughs> of going for 100 percent because there's a lot of stuff and honestly yeah. a lot of it is unnecessary there's like so many missiles like 274 75 or 76 something like that missiles i think it's 275 uh that's like insane amount even on the final boss they they give you missiles uh i think it's like 15 super bombs like you're not gonna need 15 super bombs uh but they're there and a lot of the sequence breaks you like well, not secrets for the uh, Shrine Sparks. You finally get through, and you got two missiles. I'm like, really, like <laughs> all this for two missiles? Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not going to definitely spoil the ending or anything like that for anybody. But if the truth is, if you like Metroid, you don't need us to tell what you. What was about your
0: What was your favorite boss fight? You can spoil that. Uh,
1: I I had Kraid spoiled by the the uh, Nintendo Direct. A yeah. uh, trailer that they showed right before it came out. I'm like, are you serious? You just spoiled, Craid. Uh mm-hmm. That that kind of ruined it for me. But <sighs> I'm gonna say my favorite was <laughs> I, looking back. They were a pain in the butt. But when I beat it, I'm like, you know, this was actually a really interesting boss. Was there's a section where you have to turn a heater on. Because Mm -hmm. things are cold, the the temperature is freezing, and you got to go turn the heater on. Of course, in video games, it's never that simple as just hitting a switch. Of course, there's a boss there, and the boss that you have to fight, and it is, I know people have found it a pain in the ass, and it did kick my butt a bunch of times. But I thought it was a pretty damn creative boss with really cool phases, and uh, the the, the cutscene, you know, upon completion was just really cool. So I'd probably say that.
0: Does the boss have a name? I
1: don't remember the name. I, I, I guess I could look it up. What's the, but, boss,
0: what's the boss look like?
1: It's like uh, like a giant, like almost like a dragon. It, it actually you see it earlier on. Uh, you see it in the background. It looks like it's dead, just lying there, and then it like gets back up.
0: Giant uh, dragon, ice dragon looking thing or something.
1: It, it, it's it's in a frozen area when you first see cool. it, but it's dead. Uh, let me see. That's awesome,
0: though. No, because I was just saying, we're on a podcast. You can explain. It.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm looking up bosses right now to find the name of it. Ice it is... is this Is this the name of it? Let's see. If this is the name of it, then that's pretty, like... Drago. Un, unceremo- I wish it was Dragon. Its <laughs> name is Dragon Barry. His name's Barry. Barry the Dragon. <laughs> no, his... That, that would be awesome. I would love that, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like mini strawberry, mini boss fights. I'm looking through like a boss guy. Oh, so that is its name. It's experiment number Z dash fifty seven.
0: Oh geez, they have like lame names then.
1: That's <laughs> that's what I was saying. Is that really its name? But yeah, it, that's that's the name. <laughs>
0: that's ridiculous <laughs> though.
1: That's why I said like I have no idea. It's it's crazy, uh, it's in cataracts. But yeah, it's a it's a really cool thing. It's it's something you see towards the beginning of the game, and you see it see it like on the ground, and it's like it looks like it's dead. And then when you go back there after you fight this, it's no longer there. So I thought that was really cool because you see it, like oh my god, am I gonna fight this? And like oh it's dead. No no big deal. <laughs> but uh,
0: but then it, you know clearly it wakes up. I like it though. I like when games do that though, where they have like their own little like lore and then like the thing comes to life and attacks you like honestly at this point i would expect it to do that
1: (laughs) yeah well i was expecting it, but but it would look it looked well enough dead and i was like oh and then then i'm like was that really the same one or maybe it was another one of its species but when you go back to that room it's now just an empty room it's like no longer there in the background so, yeah, I like that. I like that little bit of world building. Um, I'm definitely interested to see a Metroid 6. Like, I'd like to see where they go. I hope it, I don't have to wait two decades to do that because I don't know if I'll be able
0: to play as well as so, I did now. So they now. didn't finish it? They didn't end it like they said? Because I haven't beaten it, but they oh, said I that mean, this was the conclusion to the Samus, Aaron, like that that story.
1: I mean, they did it in a sense that it could be the ending, but it also left it open that they could continue because, I mean, it's it's like Star Wars. You know, you can just keep doing infinite stories in the universe. I mean,
0: we need Prime 4. We, we need Prime 4. Yes. Um, I honestly, I personally really want Metroid Trilogy next year. Like, I want to play Metroid Trilogy, Metroid Prime Trilogy on my Switch. Like, because I don't want to dig out my, my damn Wii U.
1: Well, look at it this way. Metroid Dread is sold more than any other Metroid game before it. Exactly. That tells Nintendo that we're interested. Who knows? You know, Game Awards is next month. There's a very good chance they could do what they did with Bayonetta, where they showed Bayonetta 1 and 2 and announced it, and then showed Bayonetta 3, and they could announce Metroid Prime Trilogy and then show a brand new trailer for Metroid Prime 4. They don't have a Smash character to reveal this time.
0: That's true. Something. I mean, we got at least one new Zelda next year because they do a Zelda yeah. every year. Um, oh, Breath of the Wild
1: two will be next
0: year. Let's hope, but let's hope. <laughs> I mean, we got Bandit three that's coming, right? So yeah, Splatoon got, three, this pl- Splatoon three. So they they got stuff they're gonna show off, and it, it might just be you know treading all those those known titles. But who knows? Maybe there'll be Xenoblade three. I mean, you would probably die. Like, you, would, I would you would have heart so
1: attack. Happy. I would be so
0: happy. I mean, you're still goading me like on a weekly basis about playing Xeno 2, and I'm like, dude, I got yeah. I got games to play for art. They could also do a Xeno X port, too. Yeah, that would be cool. I would love to get Xeno X. Like, in reality, like I want everything to move to the Switch, so I only need to play the Switch. That's my <laughs> main thing, because like, I've all but sworn off everything but Nintendo Switch. So um that being said Barry I did play Miles Morales Spider-Man on the damn PS5 oh my god so is that such a good I was just I I just swing around like the town that's all I do like I got past the intro pieces and all that but like I'm just swinging around the town finding the the upgrade chest things that's all I'm doing and it's like so fun my daughter's like what is this it's like (laughs) like real I'm on a 4k television and oh it's huge like
1: did, did you see what I, – I think I was talking to you about the Chrysler building not being mm-hmm. in that game because they couldn't get the rights to it. So it's like a fake Chrysler building in its spot.
0: I don't know New York, so I just switched oh. swinging around. So yeah. for you, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, I mean I remember you talking about it, but like I
1: didn't notice. Like, it, was, I, I it like,
0: Chicago, I would notice.
1: There, there's a lot of cool things in that. One of my favorites is the uh, the Wall Street Bowl. Uh, going down to the Wall Street Bowl is not there <laughs> Instead, it's a, a statue of Lockjaw, the bulldog. I'm like, that's so clever.
0: That's funny. I, mean, that's I, funny. I don't know
1: if they they could uh, had the rights. I don't, Again, I don't know if you had to use uh, rights for that statue, but just set in the Marvel universe, the bulldog instead of the bull, it just works.
0: No, oh, yeah, definitely call. And yeah, so like we got that, and then you know, there's a few games we got for for PS5, but mainly my wife just wanted the PS5 for when. Uh, the, the new GTA online gets released for Grand Theft Auto 5. Um <laughs> I have heard that the Grand Theft Auto trilogy is getting kind of poor reviews. I'm not yeah. sure if it's expectation management, people wanted more. I mean, in all honesty, if they just give me Vice City as Vice City, I'll I'll be fine.
1: I think it's the updated visuals. I've seen some lanky character models and just really? like people on bikes where it looks like they've got like sloth arms instead of human arms and it just <laughs> it looks terrible. Like you can look That's online awesome like comparisons like people's faces look worse and like it just looks garbage (laughs) well
0: all i gotta say uh barry is by the time i get to it um they'll patch all that crap and it'll be great because like that was like some of these games that i've played where people were like dogging it and by the time i played it's all passion and like what are people talking about this game's great you know and i think
1: that's that's true with a lot of games like uh last year i did mass effect andromeda which Got such negative reviews when it came out. I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, and I it was it actually deterred me from playing it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm finally gonna go and play it. And I enjoyed it. And of course, I played it after it got a lot of the bugs fixed. Yeah. So, And that's one of the reasons, if you look at our games on premium, we make sure that the games are complete before we get them on cart, because we don't want those situations. We don't want to go, oh, well, our game is great after a year of bug patches. Like We want our game to be great right when you open up the case.
0: Well, that's where it's dangerous signing a game and, and publishing it physically immediately with the launch is that it's bugs included um, yeah. versus the way that we're, we're doing ours, which is most of ours are coming out after testing, and when it comes to like retro or indie releases, they're typically we're not going to run into that issue. But um, for example, Mighty Five Federation, we had to wait till all the the characters were done
1: and everything. Yeah, Or uh, Metro, uh, Robin named Fight, we had to wait for the update as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we have no problem waiting, and you know, if you know if Rockstar wants to give us the reins for a physical of the trilogy, like we'll do it post patch.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Hell
0: yeah. Well even even Sunshine Manor, like when
1: that gets ported to Switch, it's not like, ooh, instantly that build going on the card. Like we want it to be tested first and put through the reins because there might be bugs here or there and we want those fixed. Exactly.
0: And so that's where it's like, we appreciate your patience, but we are currently testing.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And that's just it. We want to make sure our Products are premium. We want to make sure that mm-hmm. when people get them and they buy one of our products, they know exactly what they're getting, uh, and, and I think that's important to all of us. Yep. So, unfortunately, yep. some companies will rush things out. That's that's the big new thing: is oh, you could just rush it out and have a day one patch ready. And for physical collectors and physical preservationists, that's Uh-oh. the
0: worst thing in the world. Well, and what they we should... don't want to run into is what we will now dub the "bite the bullet" effect. Uh, we don't want to bite the bullet, oh, yes. a.k.a. you get to the second, third boss, and the game freezes, and then now we got to reprint the entire cartridge run and send it to people, and they were strategic about it to where they're like, oh yeah, you just have to email us, which they didn't really publicize outside of like a tweet, and so then like, most of their customers aren't going to have that because they didn't get the message. Um, I didn't get an email, and I only found out because we know JP and, and Barry, and <laughs> so that's what I knew. And so I'm getting my copy of the cartridge, but like there's gonna be so many people that, number one, collectors aren't even gonna know because they're not gonna open it and play it. Um, but then from a preservationist standpoint, it's a you can't play the game. So it defeats yeah. the purpose. So now if you don't have that version of that game, it's and that game's gonna be rare because they're only gonna make probably a thousand copies of those cartridges.
1: Yeah. And that, that's happened before. Uh, DS has a, several of those games where there's a game breaking bug and you had to mail them in and, and, those are the early, earlier days of the internet, so not a lot of people mm-hmm. did, so those carts are, are worth a little more. Uh, yep. And it's it's crazy to think that, you know, if you buy the, some of these games, you don't realize you're getting a game that you can't even beat. <laughs> there's game-breaking bugs on it. And there's no download. You have to purchase a harder-to-find, rarer, more expensive game.
0: You know, I mean, like, we're going to have some of our titles that are less common than others. I mean... For example, we have a. There's a variant cover, slipcase, not cover, but slipcase and sleeve of Robot Named Fight*. Yep. Um, ours is sold out. but the variants out there from Retro Fighters, and so Retro Fighters, the guys who make the awesome different controllers for systems like the really comfortable 64 controller. They had a GameCube one I've seen now. Um, they have lots of good Switch controllers. Um, they um have a amazing artwork and a black. NES sleeve for mm-hmm. our robot named Fight, um, one that I actually don't have because JP's holding it hostage. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> those, but those are available.
0: Yeah, but those are available online. Um, buy them right now so people can get their copies. And it's the same, you know, standard retail insert inside of it. And so like, but technically. There's 100 extra copies of our version versus that one, so it's technically 100 copies rare. Like, if people want to get super crazy down the damn weeds on it. But um, even ours, though, our standards would be rare because we also have the retros, and we also have the deluxes that are in. So from a sealed Mm -hmm. perspective, it gets all crazy down the collector nuances, and the things that we're not going to worry about from a company production perspective which we do need to remind jp all the time by the way because he's like well well what about this and that and like dude we're, we're running a company man like doesn't matter about collecting i'm not we're not chasing creating fomo doing none of that like it's we're literally trying to get as games and in many players hands as possible and it's why we do the physical you know physical challenges because and be that's to why play. we do the open pre-orders too that's why we do the open pre orders. So you can buy as many copies as you want. Like if if we sell, you know, eighteen billion copies of a game, the developers will be super happy.
1: <laughs> like yeah, great. We'll be printing eighteen billion copies of a game, mm-hmm. Man. There'll be way more copies and Switches out there. Exactly. (laughs) It'll be the Um, most
0: common game in existence. (laughs) Amazing. Um, But the the key is, though, is that, like, it's not about creating something rare. It's about creating something cool. Creating something that helps not only preserve the games physically, but also, like adds to the release itself like that's why it's the developers are like Phenotopia the developers are 100% involved like they're super excited and it's so awesome to see and it's the same thing with Robot Named Fight Matt Bidner was involved with every aspect of of that release everything you see there is like ideas from his brain (laughs) Out, out, out in physical like it is so cool I mean there's other developers that weren't as involved just because there's a language barrier um, and so we were talking more with like their digital publishers and things, but they still had, you know, approval. They still approved everything and looked at everything. But it's like super interesting from this side. And then seeing something like a Metroid Dread and just knowing how much goes into those type of games, it's insane. Yeah. It,
1: I, I, that's one thing I really love is that the developers have that choice. And when the developer wants to take that choice and really be a part of it, it's awesome. Because the truth is, is you know, these are their babies. These are their passion. And it's wonderful that we can facilitate the pathway to bring them out physically, but to have them really go hands-on with it. You're yeah. getting their dream. Like, their dream to get these games out physically, that's what you're getting. You're getting their vision. And uh, if, if these are the developers that made these crazy, awesome games... You know, trusting their vision to go into the physical products is a no-brainer. And just and look at Robot Phoenix, and Phoenix. my <laughs> job
0: from production is to take it and then make it to 11. Turn it up to 11. Like, go crazy with it. Because we do have our our standards that we're doing where we're going to have some over-the-top. We're called premium, so we're going to do some crazy stuff. And so, like, I'll take it, and then we'll take it to the next level. And... They're like, oh, I didn't even think about something like this, or you know, taking classic art. Like, I mean, we we unveiled since the last time we were, we recorded together the um the deluxe case that artwork on there by mm-hmm. Nick Huddleston. Oh, oh my god, god, that looks so good! It's legendary, is what it, it is. is. It's, it's so like good. it's a piece of art. And then you know, I created the uh, the cover of the strategy guide, which um. You know, Matt wanted me to design something along the lines of the Ninja Gaiden 2 Nintendo Power Strategy Guide. Not just any old Strategy Guide. Ninja Gaiden 2, which is why it has the purple aesthetics to it, not the black aesthetics like Mario 3 had. So, I mean, there's specific functions that I pulled from. So people might get that it's a Nintendo Power Strategy Guide, but they might not know it's a Ninja Gaiden 2 reference. Which is interesting. Like that's how deep down the rabbit hole we went with some of this <laughs> stuff and then i was able to reuse and uh restructure Paul's slipcase art for the front of the strategy guide which just works perfectly cuz it like pops out in 3D like jumping out of the page and it's just and it and it stays in the same style as the pigeon dev one so it's like uh you know it's part of the same strategy guide series and so people were asking if they can get a copy without getting the deluxe and yes they can it will be available for sale um, separately, just like we have a couple copies of the pigeon dev available for sale, and there'll also be copies of the steel book too. I mean, we have a lot of copies of steel book. I think <laughs> we got it Yeah, it was it was cheaper for us to buy a lot extra and then to ship smaller amount from a different area. So like, it was just weird. Like we we order like a certain amount um it would ship from i think it was china but if we ordered more it would ship from like denmark from steelbook and it was cheaper so we're like well it looks like we have an extra ton of steelbooks (laughs) we're gonna have to figure out something cool with them man
1: those steelbooks are really nice too Mm -hmm. erica and and frank did a phenomenal job as always
0: everything they do is, is amazing Oh yeah, and that's the key is is like giving them the reins, but like steel books are going to be few and far between because they're super expensive. Um, it really has to pop. So I would love to do one per series, but like it just doesn't always.
1: You know, that's something interesting about series three too. Is we've had a few people mention it. Like there's two distinct, you know, things that are missing. And obviously, it's three games versus two, but no steel book and no
0: deluxe. Well, and-, and what that does is it al- It cuts our wait time for customers down tremendously because the oh, two absolutely. things we're waiting on, the retros, we were waiting on the steelbook for Robot Named Fight. Um, and then when it comes to the deluxe, it's the strategy guide that takes, I mean, I'm creating them. So that's like adding months to the, the production. And it pulls me away from being able to do other games So mm-hmm. and play games. So it's like one of those things where I'm not cutting back on strategy guides because, as I mentioned, got to do Sunshine. Anthology, and then you know, there'll, there'll be another strategy guide after Sunshine Anthology. Um, plus, people have been asking me, When are you doing the next Switch Collector? When are you doing the next complete series? I want to see Nintendo 64, I want to see Game Boy, I want to see Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> um, Genesis is being written by Rob Strangman, um, did Memoirs of Virtual Caveman, so he's he's actually told me he's starting to write it more, um, but it's going to take him a little bit. I had that done five years ago, the actual layout, um, for the whole book, but it's like 600 pages. That's a lot of reviews. Um, and I don't have time to write. So I was talking jokingly, um, at a panel that I did the math for the switch collector series to get through year four, it'll be 10 volumes. So it'll take one more volume to get through year two, year three and four so large that it would take another seven volumes to get through. Um, that is 16 years more at the pace that I'm able to go. So I will be in my 60s when I get to year five. Like, I was like, nope, we need to figure out a faster way to do this. <laughs> so, and the thing is, is I can't in good conscience change the quality. I can't shorten stuff. I can't, no, I, we want it to be the definitive guide. So, um, you know, serious theory will be coming when it comes, but like it may change we may have to get a partnership with a website or because we started working a little bit with Nintendo Life and stuff maybe I just go straight Nintendo Life and partner with them um, or another company or another website but like literally utilizing reviews because the time it's really the writing that I'm not going to have the time for to write all the reviews because you gotta play all the games I don't have time to play oh, yeah. games so I can't play every single game anymore um, I've already done the research Three's already done I've done a lot of the research for, for um for year three as well. So it's all there outside of digital. It's all there. And the digital only section, hopefully with us, we get getting shorter and shorter, right?
1: That's the goal. I mean, between us and all the other companies, the digital only sections are absolutely shrinking. Yep.
0: It's just crazy yeah. that, um, <laughs> we have, be- I, I think, um, cause JP's been counting cause he likes to, uh, look at numbers, com- us compared to other, um, smaller, companies out there doing physicals and i think we've surpassed a bunch with the releases out there and we're only in year we just surpassed we just went past year one when we have four releases yeah were not even a year and a half or just about a year and a half and there's companies out there that only have like two or three releases and they're like out there for years
1: <laughs> with you know, lots it's...
0: of pre-order money out there but <laughs> they only have three actual shipped out releases
1: yeah, we are all our pre order money. All the stuff is shipped outside of Series 2 Retro, which is about to, and Robot Deluxe, mm-hmm. which will be early next year. And everything else, it's,
0: uh, you know, we're just about to start pre orders, which is great. And the standards will go out as soon as they come in hand. Like, yeah. it's moving fast, which is great. Um,
1: well, I, I think, you know, we learned a lot with Series 1, and mm-hmm. I think we proved that with Series 2's release. And and how fast we did get the games out, like, oh yeah, we you know things were learned, lessons were learned. yeah we've we've made changes, and hopefully our mm-hmm. customers are happy.
0: <laughs> the, well, the one thing we have to do is also tell like we don't have that super JP shipping. So like, oh. for example, I only have three first press games. I have I've only shi- three as well. I've shipped four premium games to customers, so we're already past first present. They've been around for years. Well, they um, they technically
1: have rival mega gun as well, but I got the three pack. Me too. So, so, so yeah, com. we don't have them yet.
0: And then but there's they are there's that other company's One Print. I think they've only shipped out a couple games. Um, unless they just JP. shipped their
1: fifth one
0: yeah. right now. Okay, um, but unless you're JP, he's probably had it forever. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that's that so there's a bunch of those companies out there though that only have a few games shipped but have a lot of pre-orders and i mean now i don't consider limited run a small company whatsoever they're bigger than a lot of the third-party publishers
1: oh god yeah so, they're the like, number they're, one third-party publisher on the vita just yeah
0: so like i'm saying though like they're in their own realm like oh it's, yeah it's like they're they're a mega beast uh they're awesome they're, they're, they're definitely no longer a small company. Um, and I did get their, um, their complete run book done by Jeremy Parrish. Um, and super cool. Covers their first, like, 32 games in it. Um, and I think it's super interesting. And something that I've already been doing for premium since day one, which is pretty cool. Because, like, if you look in the back of the Pigeon dev, it's the Legacy of the Physical. Um, so... I've already technically done that, and I'm going to continue doing that because I've been documenting everything we've been doing. So, like, we already have ours. Like, I will absolutely strive to do something for preservation because I like what they did here with this. And it'll definitely – like, this one covered 2015 and 2016. Um, I don't think we're going to have 32 games out in our first year because it just shows you they never went slow. 32 games in their first two years. Like, I, don't think, I don't think in our first two, I mean, we have four games in our first year. We'll probably have, you know, like if, if, if all goes well, uh, we got three games with this one and then we got two games, maybe three if we can get a Sunshine in, in another series. Like we might have like a good, I don't know, maybe 12. Who knows? That'd be great um but like that's they got a crap ton of games man
1: it's kind of wild to you know when when we first got super blood hockey and pigeon dev in hand Mm -hmm. it was so surreal like oh my god you know we 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 made this happen you know this is this is unbelievable and then when we got you know robot and demons tier it was just like mind-blowing like oh my god we have a second series released Mm -hmm. and and JP's already like, I want Series 3 in hand. Like, dude, calm down. <laughs> we haven't even put him up for pre-order yet.
0: Well, yeah. and and my thing is, is that he's he's our our hype man. But he also oh, God, yeah. looks to the next thing where I'm like, dude, I'm still working on... I was still working on the guide for A Robot Named Fight when he's like, all right, I'm I'm ta- I'm done talking about Series 2. I'm like, no, dude. I'm still oh. making the guide, man. Like, <laughs> I am, I'm deep into Fight right now. Like we Series
1: need... 2. Series 2. Even though, like, Series 3 is about to launch... And, and we're absolutely talking series 3 series 2 is really just beginning in its own heyday because it you know a lot of people just last week as of the time we're recording started getting their demons tier and their robot name fight their yes. patches are just starting you know like the uh, challenge patch submissions are just coming in now uh, we're just really at the the start of the second window if you will for series 2
0: well and um, let's let's do a spoiler Um, after the series three pre-orders end, you know, it'll go from what is it? 16 November to about 16 December. Uh, December. We're going to have our second chance sales for the fight and demons tier retros or, and, or like, and the rep for the retros at least. So like, we're going to have a second chance sale uh, for some of the games because we're not like we have some extra copies and we do need to keep some for for like conventions and such but like there have been people asking us for second chance sales Um, and we will have another second chance sale after the the third series 3 window is done now we will have nothing available but series 3 during the pre-order window because that Mm -hmm. could that complicated things for poor Barry and we're not doing that again <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so it. many people where's my Where's my
1: super blood hockey where's my pigeon dev other people have them it's like well you put them with robot name fight exactly. and you put them with demon steer so unfortunately you gotta wait for everything to be in anyone's so stock
0: while you'll be able to bundle all three of the series three titles together along with the awesome trading card packs we're doing um, mm-hmm. you can you won't be able to confuse yourself and then have of a pigeon dev games collection or anything like that with your copy i'm like well, where's my pigeon dev that's already available well number one it says everything will ship separate or ship together um which actually is in a checkmark box when you order now but also you just can't do it by accident now I, you're not even gonna be able to do a book with it because we have to ship the book separately yes like we're gonna turn off all books and everything You'll still be able to buy the books at Um I'll leave them up there, but, like, you won't be able to buy them on premium and bundle them with a game because, yeah, that's just – would just drive confusion and, oh, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to simplify stuff, Barry.
1: Simplify is
0: very good and very much appreciated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> It's going to be cool. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I do like what what Ren did with their book. Um, Jeremy Parrish is an awesome dude, too, by the way. He does awesome yes. series of, of, like, NES and Game Boy and all this awesome things. It was a funny story at Midwest Gaming Classic, though, because he did a um, a talk at, um, at our bonus stage that we had. Because we ran premium edition games, hosted the bonus stage the entire weekend where we had guests on, and Jeremy Parrish was on. Um, but he was going to be on Sunday and as funny as is i was going around because the final panel was is find the worst item at the convention the weirdest creepiest item at the convention Mm -hmm. under ten dollars um and i talked about my i I found something creepy but i saw jeremy Parrish shopping i'm like hey dude so are you uh uh, you're gonna be doing a a panel a little bit later on. He's like, oh no, I'm done for the. day. I'm just shopping. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and then we went over and did his Google thirteen panel and everything. And I saw him after. Him. I'm like, hey, so I thought you were you were done for the day, huh? And he's like, it's like, oh no, no, I was. I told you I was gonna do that. I'm like, oh okay. I was like, I don't think he realized that like we were hosting the entire thing. So I help make the schedule <laughs> like i knew it knew he was on like it was pretty funny though he was like completely i think he forgot honestly <laughs> and then they reminded him because <laughs> like trying to get daniel piscina and anthony marquez and uh dr phil ann who are all the mortal Kombat actors hung over at first first uh, panel on sunday morning was fun it was like um, Kung Lao. Anthony Marquez was like he was like dead sitting there, and then he'd be like the Energizer Bunny. Like somebody like pulled his string, and he started going animated and went crazy when he was talking. And then he went, fell back down, It's like sleeping again. It's so funny. <laughs> and then we got the the Frank stories that I had to tell live about the Hay stories. Which <laughs> <laughs> is ridiculous. I actually told that at, on the um the which is actually live. It's up on our on premiumeditiongames.com as well as the um the final panel that we did at the end of the day, was the actual live hair of the doc which I was a guest on on video. And I told the Frank, uh, the stadium Frank Hay story, which was so funny. And it's to the point where I had to start signing books with Hay for the remainder of the convention. <laughs> 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 like so funny. Um, but yeah, I think we should wrap things up, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think this was a good welcome back. Uh, hopefully it was a great insight into Series 3 overview. And uh, hopefully everyone's excited for November 16th. Uh, Pre-orders will open at noon. And of course, remember those retros are limited to 500 on the website. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in those, the sooner the better. Uh, the standard premiums will be open pre-order till December sixteenth. Uh, what we so had to make make
0: say sure about that. the retro editions, and this is what I was put like telling people when they were asking me uh, at the conventions in person. At the 500, you're assuming that none of our distributors are going to get all the copies. Because we have distributors that want to get copies and put them in local game stores. And so you're assuming that they're not going to want to get the remainder of the copies uh, that we're making for the retros. Um, I would not assume that. So like, everybody's going to be waiting on the 16th to get the retros because I think they're going to go pretty fast, Barry. I think the retros are gonna go fast too. I, yeah. I think
1: they're really, really great games. The the retros are beautiful. Everyone comes with a soundtrack and, and Phenotopia has that two disc soundtrack. Uh the the music is superb in, in all three releases, and you get some really cool bonus stuff like the hand drawn game guide that you're just not gonna want to miss out on. Well, and
0: then we got the trading card pack for um Mighty Fight Federation. And then, yeah, and yeah, which is keychain for awesome, which is awesome, too. And then there's gonna be two packs extra of the Mighty Fight, which will be really fun, too.
1: so and and for people wondering with the trading cards, they are not random. They are they're static. So every mm-hmm. trading card, pack that comes with the Retro Edition is going to contain the same cards. Everyone that you can purchase out separately are also going to come with the same cards, so you don't it's, have to worry. It's
0: all oh. up on the website right now at premiumeditiongames.com, yep. where and you can see them, and you can see set A, B, and C. I list out all the cards on there, because I created the page today. actually listed out what each card is, um, and you can buy them all as a set, because Set A is going to be sealed inside the retro edition. So, if you want to open yep. it up and display it, because you're going to want to flip over all the cards, cause it makes a giant art piece. Oh, you're, you're teasing that already. Look at that. So cool. It's already it's, on the site. So, <laughs> oh, it, yep, yep, <laughs> it there it is. So, Look at it that. Looks so
1: cool. Oh, um, yeah. So, you know, it's it's tease. It's right there. Yeah. We want to do something cool with it.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah the so back like the back of it's going to be like the old school. I call it the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trading cards, where on the back of all the stickers that made up a logo, well, it's going to make up an awesome art that we had commissioned for, for Mighty Fight Federation. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I figure I'm going to get mine framed on the wall or something like I did for the uh, Turtles one back in the day, which I don't even have anymore, which makes me mad.
1: I'm, I might be getting a set just to do that. Well, and that's another good thing. These, these cards, don't panic. These are open pre-orders as well. Yes. But this whole you know four week period so if you don't be like oh well i want to get the games but i don't want to miss on the cards i don't know if i should add them all like the cards are open pre-order too so but
0: make it very clear that you have to pre-order them because we're not going to be making any extras afterward like it's not a print-on-demand service like we're going to pre-order them we're going to order them and then we'll have copies for um any access that we do because we'll round up or whatever and get some for conventions but like we're not going to be doing them forever no, absolutely not. And each set has uh, you know a couple of the the awesome you know DLC guest char- guest the characters, game. the guest yep. friends. So yeah, each one is highlighted on the website as well. So yeah, you got some some really cool um, combos in there, and then you can buy all three together, uh, which you save a couple bucks. I think you save like two or three dollars if you buy all three uh, together, which is good. And then um, yeah, it'll just be a really fun thing where you can you know, have a set instead that JP has been wanting to do a, a card like wax packs or card packs. I think we're gonna do foil, <laughs> um, foil packs, which would be fun. And I'm trying to get them to do bubble gum, but they're not listening.
1: <laughs> and you know what, if, if we want to hear from you, if this is something that you're excited about, you like the trading card idea, you know, let us know, who knows, maybe down the road we could do trading card sets for all our releases and our previous releases as well. Mm-hmm. And you could have a whole premium edition binder.
0: If it I mean if it takes off, like absolutely we can we can do more fun things with those. If uh, only, you know, a handful of people are interested, like we're gonna be doing the ones for this, but that we may not do them for any other any other series. So it really all depends on, you know, what people are interested in and what people support. Absolutely. hmm Well, I think we should wrap this up
1: and uh we'll see everybody on the sixteenth for sure. Jeff, where can go. people find you?
0: People can find me bashing my head into my keyboard as I'm trying to create <laughs> things here for Premium. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, I'm at premiumeditiongames.com on the website a lot. We're in the Discord. Uh, Barry way more than me. I am I go in there and, like, sass people with Barry memes. That's all I do. <laughs> um, but my life. but um, I'm at Hagen's Alley on Facebook and the Twitter and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. And as Jeff has just alluded, you can always find me on the Premium Edition Games Discord. You're not going to want to miss it. We've got the developers of all three of these series three games there. Um, so you can chat with them as well as be a part of the community. And you could also find me in uh, support. So if you have any issues at all, please email us and we'll do our best to uh, help
0: you out and not to mention the million interviews that Barry's done over the last <laughs> week that are going to be, uh, procedurally added to the website as we're doing series three. And hopefully, cause we have the legendary season four finale of the switch mania playcast for episode 100. Hopefully JP, JP, graces us with his yes. presence
1: that's that's the plan and then of course we'll be doing an episode for each of our series three titles so uh even if you're not sure about them and you just want the standard premium make sure to check in for that as we gush oh, about how my goodness
0: it is. yeah so thanks everybody for listening and we'll uh, see you for the legendary episode 100 have a good one